welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host, Morgan, and here we talk about people's most magical moments. And not only do I have one guest, but I have a second guest as well, and they both come from the amazing podcast, Please Remain Seated, such a clever title. But today we have Tristan and Tommy. Hello. 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 Thank you so much for having us. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Tristan, do you want to start us off by talking about your podcast and then Tommy would you want to tell us where they can find you so just so they can differentiate y'all's voices mm-hmm. awesome well hello I'm Tristan and uh yes the please remain seated uh is a theme park news reviews stories and segments podcast uh we try to limit to about 30 to 40 minutes keep it kind of bite-sized for your morning commute um but we're not just a news podcast because we know that's kind of oversaturated in the in the theme park world right now so we do news reviews stories segments uh, uh, all sorts of juicy things you want to hear from the theme parks and stuff you can find on our show. Please remain seated. Available on all podcast platforms and YouTube. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> that's I, what Tommy was going yeah, to say. <laughs> oh, is that Tommy's part? Right. Yeah, I'm it's Tommy. Okay. Yeah. Tommy, anything <laughs> you want to elaborate on? <laughs> um, I know some of the other segments we've done, like Tristan does a theme park tristery occasionally, gives us a nice history lesson. A lot of the times it's Disney related and it's always really, really cool. Um, and then sometimes we'll have like Disney ride rankings or our favorite roller coaster rankings, that type of thing. So we like to mix it up. So we do a lot of Disney. We do some stuff that isn't Disney as well. Uh, we just love theme parks. So yes. And do you guys talk about Universal as well? Oh yeah. Okay. I know some podcasts are like, no, we don't talk about the other park. I'm like, no, no, no. The other park is giving Disney a run for its money. Up like in the oh, next yeah. coming years so i was gonna say okay i already want to talk about roller coasters right? but that's for your show also i'm gonna be on y'all's show so please look out for that as well so we're just helping each other out coming on each other's show hopefully if you guys like my show you'll like their show as well but anyway do you want to give everybody a little teaser of each of your stories tommy you can go first this time all right thank you morgan um <laughs> so my magical moment involves gas on at the magic kingdom in 2021 oh very specific okay was that too specific was that <laughs> no i, I well, like in 2021 specifically like yeah. I, I anything could have happened with gaston you know him he's just yeah. ridiculous in the best way possible but <laughs> i'm like oh now i'm curious and i don't know these stories either so we're all hearing it for the first time but tristan what is your little teaser for your story mm. i have i'm gonna have a mini magical moment and a regular one and my mini one involves morgan's podcast and my real uh uh you know full magical moment involves me performing in the magic kingdom Ooh. Ooh. so we're both magical kingdom today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, mine was not in 2021 nice. oh <laughs> what year was it you need to know specifically <laughs> yeah tristan 2012 2012 oh my gosh (laughs) so quite a long time (laughs) all right so um Tristan already knows some of these questions because he did his homework and listened to the episodes Uh, Tommy I'm not trying to poop on you or anything but have you listened (laughs) to just the magic podcast (laughs) I did listen to a little bit of an episode right before we recorded this (laughs) sounds like that yeah. That's why you were late. God, I got you. Were Correct. Up an episode. Yes, it wasn't because of my microphone issues or anything. Yeah, no. <laughs> wink, wink. We all know what that's code for. Awesome. Well, um, I'll let Tristan go first um, on this question, uh, and then Tommy, you can go next. But cool. why do you love theme parks? Uh, I grew up uh, coming to Disney, really. Um, so that's definitely the big one. You know, the family trips. Uh, at some point when I was around. 12 or so i had kind of an epiphany like man i really love being at the theme parks like i love nothing more than being at the theme parks so uh moving down to florida and becoming an annual pass holder to all the theme parks has uh only made sense to me and it was just something about being there it wasn't specifically the rides it wasn't specifically the characters or the shows it was just being there that made such a difference to me at a young age Uh, so that's why i moved down here and and became uh, an annual pass holder for all the parks Oh my goodness, I love that. And have you ever, I know you said you grew up going to Disney. Was that just Disney World or Disneyland as well? Just Disney World. Um, I did uh, five or six Disney World trips uh, before moving down. And I didn't go to Disneyland for the first time until about four years ago. 
same. I I took me a couple years to get to Disneyland for the first time. I think it was like 2017. So I'm right there with you. And yeah. Tommy, what is your answer for why do you love theme parks? They're fun. Um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> um, si- good day. <laughs> uh, um, similar to Tristan, from a very young age, even when I was a baby, is when I went to Disney World for the first time and. Throughout my childhood, we used to go to Disney World almost every year and just always love the park atmosphere. Um, there's just, I don't know, just something fun about it, just immersing yourself in that world. And kind of like what Tristan said, becoming a pass holder down here, just being at the parks because I can spend honestly a full day at parks sometimes without even riding anything. And it's just a really great time, especially at the Disney parks. Like I can, I can spend a whole day in the World Showcase at Epcot. Like that's my day right there. Just walking around the world, eating food and drinking, just having like, you know, Epcot. Um, yes. And I know laps in at Epcot cur- for sure. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. It's like a <laughs> mile around, at least just walking around there. And then w- weirdly enough, um, so I'm the only person in my family that likes roller coasters. So I didn't get into them until a little bit later in my life because they were all scared of them. So that made me scared. But like I always kind of had a tiny little itch for it. Like, I, I remember we went to Universal when I was younger and, you know, the, the, the whole coaster, like if you're scared of roller coasters, you see that like that's like terrifying looking thing. And like, you know, so I was always terrified of it. And I remember there was one day where I was I'm like, I think I kind of want to try it. My dad's like, no, you are not. <laughs> you're not going on that. I'm like, OK, so it wasn't until a few years later, but just they're fun. I, I love immersing myself and experiencing the rides, just the stories they can create and just the technology is just so cool. Like it's kind of amazing how like the engineering that goes into rides, it's like so expensive and so complicated just for fun. Yes. Like, (laughs) it's like we could be using this probably for better things like helping out the environment or something. Not that Disney doesn't do that, but we're going to make a theme park ride. (laughs) It's yeah, it's great. (laughs) I think reality is just too hard, so we that's where we need to put Correct. our time and money is theme park rides, just to escape Correct. it a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, those were both wonderful answers. And going off of like what you were saying about the Hulk and stuff, I remember the first time I ever went on that, and I went with friends. It was during my Disney College program, first time I ever went to Universal Orlando, and um, went with my Disney College program friends. They had already been there. And this was my first time going. And as we were going up the lift hill, they go, oh, you don't know what happens, do you? And before I could even say, wait, what? Boom, it shoots up. Yes, and it's so cool. Okay, also one more thing about the Hulk coaster. Did you see during the hurricane how the Hulk became a water ride? Yeah, I did see that. I'm so glad that it's fine. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, that little tunnel got real flooded. And I'm like, Loki, how dangerous would that be, though? I would try. I would think about it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, okay. So, here's another. This is a tough question. So, take your time. But not necessarily your favorite character. But what character do you most identify with that you are the most similar to? And Cusco. Cusco. Okay. And Tommy being his friend, can you confirm? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Tristan, tell me why it's Cusco. Um, I've always related to his sense of humor. Um, but I do have to say that I can sometimes be as ignorant as Cusco. Um, it's one <laughs> of my one of my faults. Um, because nobody's perfect. Uh but no, it's his it's sense of humor that's always related to me. And I've watched that movie since I was a little kid. So, yeah, definitely Cusco. Very fun movie. And Tommy, what about you? That I identify with. Yes. See, see, this is a little bit similar to my favorite, but hear me out, Baymax. Okay. Um, I, th- I feel like just with how, like, simple and sweet he is, I just... I just feel that he just wants to be your healthcare companion. He wants to t- take care of you. You just have objects falling on your head on a scale from one to t- on a scale from one to. T- I <laughs> I remember honestly. Anytime I watch Big Hero Six, that first scene where he appears in Hero's bedroom, I just cry from happiness because of how wonderful he is. Aww. Just he feel. Is I just so feel sweet. that. Right? Were you ever able to do the character meet and greet when he was around frequently? 
I did, and I'm very sad I only did it once. It was the best meet and greet I had. Um, I had a Baymax Magic Band, so when I met him, I like showed him, and I put it on his finger. Um, but then that led to him walking around stealing people's bracelets and Apple Watches. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. There's like kids in line that you know are trying to meet him, and I'm taking up like several minutes of him just stealing things. Oh no! Well, at least he was interacting with other people. Oh yeah, no, it was life. great. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Interesting. Yeah. Can you confirm as his friend that he's very much like Baymax? Yeah, except for when he said Baymax is a healthcare provider. I've never known Tommy to be a healthcare provider, but other than that, <laughs> other yeah, than no, that, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe one day. <laughs> uh, I emotional support, yes, but Definitely. anything else, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I actually met Baymax only once as well. And just hugging him is the most, oh, like... it's so great. Comforting, satisfying thing. Oh, hello, puppy. Oh, my hello, goodness. Hello. Oh, Bimbi. Sorry. I know they probably can't no, hear you're me, good. but I'm like, oh, puppy. <laughs> yeah, my dog's oh. being annoying. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. My cat was oh. being annoying earlier while I was at work, too. Funny. What a coincidence. <laughs> my, my roommate texted me, like, hey, you're our, Sabrina got into the trash can and just... Tissues and Q-tips are everywhere now. Like, oh, I am so sorry. Like, I will get that when I get yeah. home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was going to bring up something else about Baymax. Oh, what do you think of the San Francisco happenings over in California Adventure? Disney? I am so jealous. <laughs> like, when they announced that at D23, I'm like, why can't we get a Baymax Big Hero 6 thing here? And granted, I think it is just a land. I don't think they were doing an attraction of any kind or like like a ride I, or anything. But still, like the land would be so cool. It would be really cool. I, I wish it was more than just a meet and greet, but I think like, it's a good yeah. spot oh, to yeah. do it. Um, I, I, I did hear rumors that there might be like a little side area where they might do a meet and greet. I could be wrong. I don't do news and reviews. It, that's y'all's podcast. So am I yeah. right? I believe they did say there would be a meet and greet. Okay, okay. Which, which honestly, if there is one meet and greet that would make me hype, it would be that. Good, good. At least like we're in the same environment as him. Um, also, too, um, and I'll talk about this on y'all's show, my Tokyo trip, there's this beautiful parade called the Dreaming Up Parade, and there's this whole Baymax flying through San Francisco float with Hiro on top of it, and he's so cool. And like, I'm was, so jealous. It's an incredible float. You have to see it. Like there needs to be more Baymax stuff because he's just so loving and caring. And I love when he's like a drunk baby. <laughs> yeah. I think that's also the part that I relate to. <laughs> we jumped out a window. <laughs> he literally is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Harry baby. <laughs> oh my oh. me with my roommate's cats. <laughs> amazing amazing all right so my next question is if you guys could go on any retired disney ride what would it be and why all right tristan one mm-hmm. two three great the movie great ride. movie ride i ride. said the i said the. Oh, yeah. the you didn't say the <laughs> What's it's, for? it's like it's formal name yeah the great movie ride. the great movie ride yeah, yeah. but yeah but yes oh. that would be the one i think that is probably actually tommy and, and i's answer if i'm oh yeah if i'm for correct sure. but uh yeah man that thing that thing was special it was the centerpiece mm-hmm. of hollywood studios it just tied the whole yeah. park together it yeah yes. come on mickey and minis could have gone anywhere it, <laughs> honestly that, that's honestly. my thing with it no, I'm just thinking it's the very first ride with Mickey Mouse, and it's at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Why like not the it, Magic Kingdom? Like it's a fine ride and all, but it didn't need to get rid of Great Movie Ride. Like right, there's plenty of room. I don't want to say plenty, but there's enough room. Like get rid of the Lightning McQueen experience over there. That did not need to did exist. They, okay, did they announce that opening, or did it just open? Because I, I, I feel like know. I didn't see any new... I feel like it just randomly opened one day. Yeah, it kind of did just randomly <laughs> open. It just took over what was uh, originally an event center that could be opened up if needed for like special events or whatever. It could be rented out. Okay. And then just randomly they put in a Lightning McQueen, whatever you right. want to call it, stage show, ride, I don't know. But um, yeah. And have you guys done it? I have done it. It's cute. Yeah. It's fun. It is cute. It's just... Why? <laughs> Why? And I feel like, you know, using 
you can like use more with not a pre-existing building like the great movie ride like leave the great movie ride be give it a little give it a little fresh paint give it some mm-hmm. updates you know add some project a little projective ma- mapping kind of like they did on snow whites over at disneyland you know it was a complete dark ride and they upgraded it and now it's not as scary thank goodness but mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah i think it could have gone anywhere and like you know more appropriately i think toontown or storybook circus and it's over at toontown and i just did it there and it just makes so much more sense and the queue is so much more correct yeah it's incredible but i'll elaborate more on my california trip on y'all's podcast um but yes so great movie ride for both of you i like it any other thoughts about mickey minis in comparison to the great movie ride i don't think about that right yeah i try not to (laughs) (laughs) and you both have done it correct yeah yeah oh yeah for sure like I said, like, it's not like it's a good ride. I just am not a fan that it had to replace Great Movie Ride. Right, right. I agree. The All pre-show right. is pretty awesome, though. Yes. I do love that I, pre-show. That is really cool. Like, we won't spoil it for anybody who hasn't done it, but it's very immersive, I will say. Wink, wink. <laughs> All right. My next question is, um, what is some theme park merch that you cannot resist anytime you see it you go first now tommy i go first Ooh. Yeah. all right so i am it's like i, I feel like i can <laughs> um if i see a really cool unique pin that stands out to me like kind of hiding behind my head i like just started making a pin board Ooh. and I the pins that I do have, I try to like make them a little bit special. Like I have the I lava you pin, like from that Pixar short lava, just because such an incredible short. Um, and then I also have a Universal Horror Nights pin from this past year, just because like this was my first year doing Frequent Fear and like going multiple times, and it was just like a very special time in my life. And then I also have a Three Caballeros pin because my boys. What else do I got here? Oh, I also got Splash Mountain pins because, you know, in 2020 when they announced it, as soon as I was able to ride Splash Mountain one more time, I got some of those pins. And I also got a Hoopty Doo pin because Hoopty Doo. Because Hoopty Doo. I actually just did Hoopty Doo for the first time like less than five months ago. Everything was so good and it was so much fun. I'm like, I I see the hype. I see it. I haven't done it since it came back either. I need to... Mm. It's really fun. It's so fun. God, I love it. But Tristan, what is your piece of merch that you cannot resist? So uh, our audio listeners can't see it, but I'm holding up my Tervis, uh, my Hollywood Studios 30th anniversary Tervis. I collect the Tervises like no other, which isn't good because they're like $30 each. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, I think I've got, I don't even know. I have them all up. Like 12, maybe over 12 Tervises. Um, so do the math, everybody ooh. at home. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Please don't. Don't tell you me know? how much I spent on them. You know, I'm actually a big fan. Discounts. <laughs> yes, I, I'm a, yes. I'm a big fan of cups myself because I got the big tall Epcot Tervis. When I went to Kings Island last year, I got this really nice cup. And like it, it had, like, has a ooh. coaster built into it. And then like Love I have that. a few mugs as well. So I, I like cups as well. It's mm-hmm. like they're, they're useful and they're cool. So definitely i have one really cool design from disneyland and then i got another tervis from my one and only run disney princess weekend i've ever did in 2020 right before everything shut down and i was all excited and motivated signed up for all the others and then it they got all got canceled and then i lost motivation and then here we are not have done a race since then but i like collecting them too i just can't afford it so i just get i just yeah. get the very special ones you know that are like oh yeah oh this hits my personal niche and love of x y and z kind of thing so definitely definitely words are hard tristan if you want to go first on this question but what is your most unpopular theme park opinion i do not care about the epcot festivals <gasps> i need to know why I think they clog World Showcase bad and like just make it crazy walking around there. Um, and it's like, it's not that they have a festival. If they had one or two that were only for a few months, maybe at the beginning of the year and the end of the year, and then the rest of the year was just World Showcase like normal, I'd be fine. But it's basically year round. 
It's like every day of the year there's a festival at Epcot. And why? They're all te- all the food booths are temporary, but they're there all year long. So Right, right. <laughs> That's Come valid. On. Make up your mind. Like, Build a I'm, real I'm, building. I'm a big Epcot guy. I'm a big festival guy, but I totally get that. Honestly, my biggest problem since they went year round is that they didn't make the festival the holidays longer. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm pretty sure food and wine used to start in September to like the beginning of November. And now it's like through November and starts like almost at the beginning of July. Like why couldn't if they're going to start at the beginning of July and <laughs> food and wine with Halloween and then start Festival of the Holidays in November. Mm-hmm. That way, like ah. you can get because I love the Festival of the Holidays. I love the atmosphere and like the food is really good, um, but you only get a month of it. Good point. Very good point. And I, at the time of this recording, I had just gone to the first day of Flower and Garden and I was like, oh, Flower and Garden's already starting. And like, it's only was like a week from Festival of the Arts closing. And I, I'm not a big festival person too. I, I see the, the issues with it. I see when there's a festival all the time, there's nothing to really celebrate because it's like ongoing. It's just changed the theme. Um, but I do love Festival of the Arts and meeting the artists. And I've interviewed a few of them. And I love seeing the arts. That's my personal favorite. But yes, I think it needs to be more sparingly. So it's more of a special occasion for sure. So that's a very good opinion I, or unpopular opinion. I like it. Mm-hmm. And Tommy, what is yours? Um, Let's see. I'm not sure how unpopular this is, but I can't stand virtual cues. I really, I don't like them. I I feel, I don't, I think this is especially as like a local pass holder. I don't like waking up early and then just to sign on to the app to try to get a boarding group that I might not even get. And then, because I like to be, I like my trips to be a little bit more spontaneous. Um, Thankfully, at least with Guardians of the Galaxy, they are very lenient about when you actually show up to them. But if they weren't lenient, it's like, you know, I want to enjoy some food over in America. Oh, shoot. I have to run across the park to Guardians. Or like if, you know, when it was Rise of the Resistance. Oh, I'm in line at Tower of Terror. Oh, wait. No, it's time for Rise of the Resistance. I hope I make it. And like it just kind of I like things to be a little bit more spontaneous. Like even if I end up having to wait a little bit longer, I like to go with the flow. And I feel like the virtual queue, it excludes people who are on once in a lifetime vacation sometimes or they feel pressure to spend even extra money on a lightning lane. It, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, I, I don't like, I don't know, the virtual queue. Eh. I, I completely understand that. And you brought up a really good point of like, you know, people once in a lifetime vacation, maybe they didn't know that you had to wake up at 7 a.m. Yes. Right on the dot to get that. And then that was the one day that they're going and they missed that ride. Yeah. Or have to spend the extra money for all of their family, however big the party is. And, you know, not everybody has the means to do that. So I completely, you know, yeah. and if they wanted to do it, the standby option is really nice because, you know, you can bite the bullet and really ride this ride. Like, yeah. So, because like, because like, even really if like, points. even if like a long wait drives you away from doing it, at least it like kind of feels like you're making that choice. And then like, like right. you said, some people might not know about it. Like, of course, like us being obsessed with Disney and really being in this world, like we really like, we know this things. It's very obvious to us, but like, you know, most theme parks, you just buy your ticket, go in and that's it. With Disney, there's already so much planning with park reservations. If you decide to get Genie Plus dining reservations, like you kind of have to do your homework before going to Disney if you've never been. So, like, just adding that extra step, like, kind of just adds on to it, so. Agreed, agreed. That's very good. Both of y'all, very well thought out, because, you know, everybody's like, oh, I don't really care for churros. Like, those are very good. I like those. All right. And my very last question is, what attraction would you be devastated, other than the great movie ride, if it got demolished during your lifetime? Updates and improvements are acceptable, though. Whoever would like to go first. I'll go first. I um honestly it's it's a classic, but I would say Pirates of the Caribbean. Um oh. I am dreading the day that Disney decides that it's not relevant anymore. Um and then they, you know, they do something else with it. Just like it's it's my favorite ride. And uh 
I just don't want to see it. I love the classic feeling of it. I just love how it's, ah, I, I could go on for 20 minutes about it, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, cause I, I feel like it's going to come eventually. Like, no, not during our lifetime. I don't They're going to stop making pirates not. movies eventually. And then it's just going to be some old like well, ride. Well, we got and then, some time for that. You <laughs> yeah. see how many fast and furious they've made. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, a million and one pirates. <laughs> pirates was a ride before the movies though. Yes. And I mean, the ride itself really doesn't have much to do with the movie other than they inserted Jack Sparrow into it at one point. Very yeah. true. So I did, I remember at Disneyland when I was living there, I did hear like two middle school, high school, young high school boys in front of me like, yeah, they made this ride after the, or like off of the movies. And I'm like, I'm not going to correct you, but that's yeah. really wrong. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I didn't even think about Pirates of the Caribbean because like in my mind, I'm like, that's unfathomable. Them getting rid of pirates or Haunted Mansion or like those those classic ones that we are all used to that, you know, Walt had a hand in and stuff, whether he was, you know, alive when it was finished or not. Like that, I didn't even think about that. And I would be very, very upset <laughs> as well. <laughs> and Tommy, what would be yours? Oh, man, there are a lot of options i can go for for this one there's definitely a lot of ones at the kingdom like i have multiple in mind but i think i'm gonna go with carousel of progress just like the story and message of it it's just it's so nice it's so classic it's so wholesome like man it only takes us florida heat (laughs) yeah it's like we we now like have a refrigerator it only takes us five hours to do laundry now instead of five days and it's just things just can't get any better and it's it's so nice um i I wouldn't totally mind an update mainly for like that final scene but even then because anyone that says like oh it's outdated i mean it literally the only thing thing that would be outdated is that final scene the point is showing you what life was a while ago and then that last scene is supposed to be the future even though it's you know, foo-foo future from, like, what they thought it would be, like, in the 80s or 90s. So, like, if they had to redo the show just to, like, update that final scene as long as it still has that spirit and vibe, like, I would be totally fine with that, but that needs to stay. Like, that was one of Walt's original creations. I mean, it's changed over the years, but, like, it's very Walt, and that needs to stay. Yeah, it keeps you, uh, for lack of a better word, humble. Yeah. It's like, oh, you really appreciate what we have like you said laundry doesn't take oh it takes less than five hours i mean yeah. <laughs> unless you're me and don't can't get it from the clean laundry basket onto the hangers or the drawers but that's a whole nother discussion but we now have this thing <laughs> called commuting <laughs> yes in the rat race and everything i think and this is just a little armchair imagineering you know how there's that like first scene with like the curtains carousel of progress yeah. and then the very final scene it's like a closing again curtains carousel of progress i think like if we can somehow work some things around and like get the loading and unloading in one that first room i think it would be great to have that final scene be like Ooh. a more present scene so you can keep the 90s scene christmas scene i guess and then just do another one that's what i think would be wonderful you know cuz i don't feel like you need how five minutes or however long to get people in and out i feel like you know people can pretty easily find their seat sit down safety spiel get on with your day you know i i never thought of that yeah it's it's original armchair imaginary idea so i just want to see patty standing up there making tiktok dances (laughs) (laughs) flossing and everything (laughs) Oh my god, with like a Kylie Jenner like lip kit and like dad, I'm indecent or how she says. <laughs> this time he goes his dad goes, You're indecent. <laughs> What's with that crop top and those short shorts? <laughs> That's a great idea. That's the best idea I've ever heard, Morgan. Oh my god. I love your TikTok dances, but <laughs> gosh well thank you both for answering all of those questions i feel like we get to know you both a lot more but i'll let you guys take it away and share your magic so who would like to go first 
All right, Tristan, you can go first. Because mm-hmm. I'm very excited, so I want to get it over or get it out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> get it over. Get it with over. I just want to go back to watching TV already. Um, no, I. Uh... <laughs> we have to record your old show after this. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, so I have a, I have two. I have a mini one and then a, a, a longer one. But my mini one, Morgan. Okay, so I was very excited when you reached out. Because uh, to be honest, you're the first person who have, who's ever reached out to, uh, to us to kind of cross pollinate our uh, podcast, right? Yeah. But then I was like, something's familiar. What what is this? Something seems familiar. And then I saw on your podcast feed you had Rhino on, and I was like, yes. Wait a minute, Rhino, the Diz. You're Morgan from the Diz. <laughs> oh. Yay! I already knew who you were, but it like it took a little bit of gears turning for me to understand that I've already watched you. On uh, on a few uh, a few episodes of the Diz, um, watched your yes. Riviera. You went to that restaurant at the Riviera and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, so that's my right. mini. I was like, wait a minute, Morgan from the Diz just asked us to be on a show. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's so that makes me so happy because I was originally on the Disneyland show, and then they actually told me a day before my birthday that they were getting rid of the show, mm. and I was like, wow, thanks guys, great birthday present. <laughs> Um, it just, you know, wasn't getting as much traction or whatever the case may be. And so I came to Florida and then started doing, like you said, the Riviera and I've done other things and stuff, but I actually just ran into them at Flower and Garden. I'm like, but we're all on great terms, but oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh. I love that you know me because I was on for just like just a year, mm-hmm. like almost to the day. And so that makes me really happy when people know me because obviously like Craig and Rhino and Pete are all very recognizable for mm-hmm. their personality. And so that makes me so happy. Yay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a magical moment for me, too. Okay, I'm glad you went first. Okay. All right. And now, and now your next one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is back. Um, this goes back to high school. And uh, I was in my music program starting in the fifth grade all the way through senior year of high school. And obviously, growing up at Disney, Disney was always my favorite place. Word started getting around my marching band that we might be coming down to do the, uh, was it called Disney performing arts at the time? It's called something else now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then we found out that we are doing that. Um, we got done with one of our rehearsals one night, the band director called us over to another area to say, he's got an announcement. We were like, Oh, this is weird. Cause usually we're just, you know, going home to do whatever teenagers do when they get home. And, um, <laughs> and I was, he was like, I, I just want to let you guys know we're going to Disney world over the summer and we're going to be performing in the magic kingdom. And I was like, <gasps> Dude, I was the happiest I've ever been in my life up until that moment. Like You're like, free Disney trip. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I had to do fundraising. I had to walk door to door selling magnets to raise money. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, almost free Disney trip. Almost free. But um, but no, it Can was- Can we ask so... what instrument you played? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was an alto saxophone player. Ooh, very yeah. fancy. Yeah. That, that's, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. If you were a trumpet player, I don't care for you. So I just want to put that out there. Oh. Um, <laughs> Any particular Ooh. reason? Yeah, your ego is about as big as the Eiffel Tower, all right? Deflate it a little bit, <laughs> trumpet players. But um, anyway, <laughs> so he told us that, and I was over the moon. And uh, so we finally go, and it never really quite hit until we were about to step off and go out into uh, Town Square. So with any marching band performance, you kind of warm up a little bit. You get ready. It's more socialization than everything. You're getting in your in your uniforms. You're just doing your warm-ups. So you're really hanging out, waiting to step off. So we're just standing there behind um, the big gate that's just in between the fire station and the barbershop in the Magic the parade, Kingdom. The typical parade route that, mm-hmm. that like the floats go through and stuff like exactly that. And you right. started on Main Street, not Splash Mountain area. Yes, because oh, okay. this was actually for um, the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade. So we marched before that. Oh. Um, cause Ooh. this was back then when that still existed. Um, it, honestly, it's probably still alive. They, they, that mm-hmm. thing cannot die. It's trying to die peacefully and it cannot. <laughs> well, whatever warehouse it's rotting in, they need to bring it out and put it back out there. But, uh, <laughs> no, you need, let it die peacefully. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, go on. So the, you're at the parade route. You're going before the electrical parade. Exactly. So we're just standing there goofing off like we always do before we step off. And then they call us to attention. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And then the big, the doors open and it's just town square out there. And I'm like, oh man, I'm about to perform in in Disney world. And we step off and they already had the whole parade route, you know, taped off and everything. So no one's on the streets and there's thousands of people lining the streets. And we, we walk up and down, uh, you know, all the way down main street over the bridge into uh, Liberty square, take a left into Frontierland, And then we go back by splash mountain. That was the route. 
and um man it was wild so the most surreal moment was when we turned the corner and we were about to go down main street and there was there was nothing between us and the castle it was like the whole the whole main street was ours and um we were just looking down i was like man this is like everyone's here for us right now like i've always been on the other side of the tape and now i'm in the now i'm in the street and i'm the performer um so that was like just the coolest thing i've probably still in my top three coolest things i've ever done in my life that is so cool and like i love that you went the opposite of the parade route so you walked towards the castle and got to like get closer and closer and closer and see it and like that was probably emotional i mean you know you're doing your thing you know it's like i i feel too like i'm tearing up a little bit right now it's (laughs) beautiful Yeah. I'll I'll say this I somewhat similar experience but not quite as cool but I when I did the run Disney Princess race they have you it was the half marathon so you go under like the tunnel it's not the tunnels the um the waterways and then you go through the TTC and up around through the main gate and then you know there's a bunch of people there just cheering on the racers and stuff like that and once you hit that corner and you see the castle like just i was ugly crying i was like oh my gosh it was like mile six of 13 i'm like oh. so i kind of know what you're feeling but that must have been so cool and like how big was your band not big um to be honest we were actually a quite quite a small band about 60 kids usually um Ooh. which is pretty small for most we were a small school too we only had 800 kids in our school 200 per grade um and yes yeah, oh. about 60 band kids so we weren't big um but man it but was it just was- surreal it was probably more of a personal experience because you know all these people are just for you 60 kids and not like a band of you know sometimes you see those school bands and there's just so many kids and it's just this huge long line they just keep on going they're longer than a disney normal parade daytime parade Mm -hmm. and so that must have been even more special just because it was was and we uh we got lucky too we were the only band uh marching that night uh so sometimes they have two or three you know yeah and then all the attention is spread out and i don't care about those other people it's about me like cusco it's about me yeah um, <laughs> so um okay. yeah so that was uh being the only band and then obviously looking back on it now in retrospect with it being right before main street electrical parade um that made it a little more special too oh okay so i i don't know too much about band i was never in band i played the clarinet for like a minute and then i was bored of it did more sports but i mad respect for musicians and everything but you know how you're in those lines and stuff when you're marching and were you close to the side or in the middle or like how what was your view like you know going down main street i was right on the side of our little block if you want to call it that um which made for good pictures because my parents uh came down and uh to to see a lot of the band kids did and um so i got some nice pictures of me with me being on the end and everything so that was really uh really special that's so cool and what was the backstage like yes um we saw that some things cool as that, a kid yeah oh yeah it was very cool it's something i've only i'd only thought about and heard little things about here and there you know um up until that point so seeing backstage was really neat um they had the performing arts building back there um kind of behind adventureland and uh so there there was like a trailer back there for that purpose and um so we got to see all of the performers and the floats for Electrical Parade getting ready, kind of getting in a position and, and stuff like that. So I saw some things that guests are not supposed to see <laughs> back Woo! there because they didn't really attempt to hide much. And that's all I'll say about that. But um, <laughs> okay, but yeah, okay. you um, you basically you got off off stage and then you were like, all right, warmed up the crowd for you guys. There you go. <laughs> like, I don't know how much time between y'all going and then Electrical Parade starting, but that would have been like. Hey, yeah, <laughs> warmed up the crowd. <laughs> exactly right. And uh, the other thing was, I can't remember, but the, the cast member who worked for Performing Arts at the time told us like, yeah, you guys performed for about 25,000 people tonight. And we were like, <gasps> what? Because <laughs> oh we come gosh. from a town of 7,000. Wow. So we were like, 25,000 people? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That must have been incredible. Like, mm-hmm. And mind you, it wasn't all at one point. So you're probably not thinking you know that many people and stuff because it's all spread out through along the route can i ask how long it roughly took you to run that route i don't say run march the route for your uh it seemed to be over so fast um i can (laughs) imagine it was probably 10 minutes or something like that you know nothing to maybe maybe 12 minutes like just to because we marched pretty pretty quickly you know it wasn't yeah 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 (laughs) 
it wasn't a, a slow walk or anything but um you're not stopping in princess waving at everybody <laughs> no 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 <laughs> that would have been that would have been nice yeah but i I would pick you as a clarinet player yeah that makes sense clarinet or flute and then tommy's in percussion because he has no talent oh listen i love the sensational parade i don't know if you've seen it but the drums in it where mickey is jamming out on top mm-hmm. so cool so so cool i did see um, that that was cool it was very fun and like when mickey wouldn't do it they'd put like an actual drummer up there and stuff but like mickey is truly jamming mm-hmm. on the drums um so how long was your trip in total like i know you were only out there for 10 minutes and it was the, that was the highlight but you get to go to all the parks like what was the chaperoning like like how was it yeah. the rest of the trip it was great um we did all all four parks um no disney springs or anything um which is fine. Actually, a lot of Disney performing arts bands do Disney Springs now at that stage right by World of Disney. Yeah, you've yes. probably you know, seen that. Yes, but, um, I would literally love getting stationed there and just being able to like look out the doors and being like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. I'm supposed to be greeting people, but I'm like, yeah. whoa, they're doing backflips or oh, they're really good singers or et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we did all, all four parks. Um, chaperones, chaperones are just band parents. So um my parents didn't chaperone on that trip but they came down for it um but it was a it was a fun little vacation we didn't stay at a disney resort to save the money we stayed at a sea world spring hill suites or something um <laughs> close enough close enough yeah whatever we had fun it didn't matter but um but yeah man great great time just awesome to be there with my friends too because up until that point i'd only been with my parents and i'm an only child too so like it had been me and my mom and dad and now i'm there with all my best friends so yeah. sweet story i love that oh my gosh well any other closing thoughts before we move on to tommy's story uh just throw those trumpets away folks that's all i got <laughs> if your kid is interested in band do not <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well thank you so much tristan for that and tommy would you like to share your most magical moment with gaston in 2021 yes i would well my you know, I, I got to be honest. I don't think mine's gonna live up to Tristan's, <laughs> but it was a really, it was a really just wonderful moment that happened. It was so, it was you know, February twenty twenty one. You know, still full masks all the time. COVID era Disney, so a lot of stuff hasn't returned yet. You know, no parades, no fireworks, nothing like that. But my parents came down, and we had such an amazing trip. Like growing up going to disney with my family it was i felt like it was always the same things same restaurants in this trip in particular i was able to show them to a bunch of different restaurants throughout the trip and just like kind of a different way of going around disney because like they didn't even know that epcot had a back entrance and the skyliner opened like since they came here last so we started off at hollywood studios one day took the skyliner over to epcot took them to the american to the adventure pavilion to the regal eagle because i knew they would love that place um which speaking of which like my parents never really explored the showcase much they're like ah, it's all shops and restaurants there's no rides there and now that's my favorite spot in all of disney world um Aww. but anyways so for our day for the magic kingdom so and granted all the parks at this time had cavalcades so since there's no parades or anything they would just you know randomly a character would pop out or characters would kind of come out of nowhere and we we're at the very front of Main Street. And, you know, first a princess float came by, which, you know, it was a beautiful float that they all come on. And I was just thinking, you know, I know that there's a Gaston cavalcade or like, you know, there's a cavalcade where he comes out. And my dad absolutely loves Gaston. So he has a passionate love for Gaston with a passionate hatred of the beast. Oh, it, you know, <laughs> if, if, if it ever comes up, it's genuinely one of the funniest things ever but also kind of it might be kind of scary if you don't know him but because like he sounds so real like he very much means it when he talks about it like he will like go on a passionate rant why did bell go for that stupid ugly beast instead of that big handsome burly gaston and then the beast turns into that little twerp like she he she could have had gaston Everybody wanted Gaston. It is so funny when he goes off. It makes me laugh every time. Um, but then, you know, shortly after the princess cavalcade came through, Gaston came by. Like, he started coming down Main Street. And I'm like, oh, man, we got to get a picture with Dad and Gaston. And, you know, if you just, you know, listen to this audio, you're not going to be able to see it. But, like, here's a picture of my dad. He's flexing. And I don't know if you can see Gaston in the background, but Gaston yes, started it, flexing, too. 
and that's when he's on the horse, correct? Yeah, he's on the horse. So like I, I have my dad flexing for Gaston. Gaston notices and flexes, and I'm just spamming oh. photos. And then my dad stops, turns around, and Gaston goes, something to aspire to, like talking. <laughs> and then, you know, he just trots on away on his horse. My dad's like, I love Gaston. It was oh just such a, such a beautiful moment. I know that meant a lot to my dad. Oh, and, and honestly, during COVID times, like, I really enjoyed how frequent those inner, like, yeah. cavalcades were. Because, like, you know, you can see so many without having to wait in line if you just waited just caught it the right time which wasn't very hard because again they were so frequent you got so many characters oh yeah and like they'd still interact with you like you were saying like just from a distance and so it honestly makes it so much better because even if you know gaston was interacting with your dad everybody else is around and can enjoy it compared to like a character meet and greet where the people in line probably can't hear it and stuff also kind of like sidebar why I like oogie boogie bashes because they're on a, like a pedestal and so you can hear the interactions with other people and stuff and still enjoy it without waiting a ridiculously long line to see your favorite character so it's wonderful but um, yeah no i miss that about like i, I miss those too because like i kind of agree i know i talked a lot of, i'm talking a lot of good character interactions this show I've never been that big on meet and greets, you know, you know, handful here and there, but some about the cavalcades and just random appearances are just very magical. Like, especially the ones at Animal Kingdom, like when they come out on the boats, I love those. Those are cool. Yes. And like having somewhat rare characters like Rafiki or oh, yeah. um, Miko with Pocahontas, like those were adorable. I was like, yay, I love them. My inner childhood who loved oh, them. Oh, yeah. So, like, so happy especially if you're at the nomad lounge and like you get that outside seat that's right next to the river and you're there for a good hour and you see a bunch of them go by it is yes and even the drummers too that was always oh my i love the drummers they were so fun i mean they they are they're actually still there so because like animal kingdom actually still has like the flotillas that go around like i don't like i I don't know if they still have Mickey and Minnie or in certain ones that have like specified meet and greets. They actually still might have the Mickey and Minnie one, but they definitely still have the floats that go by still because like they got such good feedback on that. Yes. Oh, I think they should just constantly have Oh, yeah. I think that goes for all the parks everywhere because like, you know, again, like you said, those people's once in a lifetime meet like trip and stuff and they don't have time to go meet all the princesses. Like, you know, if there's that one specific one, you can go get in line. But if there are the cavalcades constantly going around, like so cool it could work it could work i definitely liked the princess one at epcot because you know yeah it's full of princesses and i was like oh, there's this one and this one and aurora is my favorite i'm like i gotta see my girl because mm-hmm. like bell and aurora are hard to catch at epcot. yeah i always come when it's bell's turn and aurora's backstage or vice versa so that's always tricky yeah um you know i i felt bad for uh Elsa, Anna, and Elsa's cavalcade just because Anna got to like ride yes. on the carriage and Elsa had to walk all the way around the showcase. Right? I think she's like, I know Anna's the queen now, but Elsa should get her own. You know? Right? And she has that like, long dress that she had to drape over her arm. Like, she yeah, no. could have given her a little something. She's the fifth element. Come on, guys. Yeah. That's a really good point. Give her like her own icy themed carriage or something like that, or give her a horse. Like a white horse. Oh, oh. Like the Nox. That would have been so pretty. Come on. Gaston got a horse. Merida got a horse. Elsa should definitely get a horse. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, But also kind of during that time, I, I kind of went around January, February time in 2021. The lines were wonderful around that time. Yeah. <sighs> no. Because, like, you know, at the time, that was a very scary time to be a person. But looking back, that was the best times to go to the parks. Yes. Like, I remember, like, September 2020, Flight of Passage, Marathon Midday. That's never going to happen again. Never, ever, ever. Oh, my goodness. And I I was chatting with my mom the other day. And I always bring up my mom. Because she's just such a good sport. She always goes to the parks with me. And she'll do whatever. Even if, like, she ends up getting sick afterwards. <laughs> okay mom like whatever but that was her first time ever doing flight of passage and her favorite ride uh, is soren and so when i took her on flight of passage she goes soren's trash <laughs> oh i love that and so we 
did it like three times in one day. And like you said, we'll never be able to do that again. And so I'm really glad like that was her experience. That's awesome. Like, riding it. You know, there, there's something really special about experiencing rides like that for the first time with people. Cause like, you know, you know, I've been on that ride so many times and like, I, and I love it, but I love when I'm experiencing it with someone who's never been on it before, or I'm riding it and I can tell someone near me has never been on it before. Yes. like it's there's something so special about that it, it's so just like it adds another just heartwarming to your experience yes. on it okay this is on topic i promise but <laughs> you either one of y'all have y'all been to universal and been on hagrid's magical motorbike oh yeah really long title mm-hmm. okay hagrid's magical mm-hmm. creatures motorbike adventure thank oh, you thank you it's a mouthful that it is <laughs> sorry uh, <I> <laughs> I won't spoil it, but there's multiple special parts that happen during that ride. And that ride specifically, I love like asking people around, like, oh, have you ever been on this ride before? So if they say no, I know who to look for um, when I'm on the ride and those special things happen or hearing their reaction and stuff. I think it's so fun. Or just oh, even yeah. taking a friend. I'm like, you, even if I tell people like Hagrid's is the best girl coaster I personally yeah. have ever been on, do not watch spoilers. Do not do yeah. not do not. Mm-mm. you know I, I love when i get to go on it with, for the first time with someone or sometimes i'll like end up with a stranger who like might go through the single rider line or whatever and like have you been on this before and they're like no i'm like take the motorbike <laughs> take the yes, motorbike i do the same thing yeah. i'm like i'll take the sidecar honestly the sidecar is quite fun oh yeah the sidecar is fun as well but motorbike <laughs> motorbike i but i'm also at the same time i'm like okay if you are on the motorbike you have to hold on to the handbars and lean into it if you don't like we should switch yeah (laughs) gotta earn that spot (laughs) oh my gosh well thank you so much both of you for coming on the show and sharing your magical moments both both all three of those stories were great and i i hope to have you guys again on soon and maybe on the just some tragic and we can have some other influences oh yeah absolutely thank you so much for having us and um if you guys want to plug your show one last time for everybody listening also they will be in the description of this episode to make it easy for everybody but do you want to tell everybody one last time tommy talk us out (laughs) all right well thank you for joining us on just some magic thank you morgan for having us this was really really fun uh you can join us next on please remain seated that's tristan and i's podcast where we discuss theme park news reviews other fun segments it's a great time 